God bless you, my friends. With so much chaos and confusion in the world today, from COVID-19 pandemic to the widespread civil unrest, many wonder if we're living in the end times. Maybe you've heard predictions of when the world will end, or perhaps you're too afraid to even think about it. It's true that the world is straying far from God, and the Bible points to several warnings we can see all around us. But in John 16:33, Jesus says, In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I've overcome the world. By understanding what God's word says about the end of the world as we know it, there can be peace in our hearts. These five answers explain more about what God's word says about the end times and why we ought to be watchful and prayerful rather than anxious and fearful. One question is, how bad is it the world going to get before God steps in and Jesus comes back? Are we living in the end times? The Bible warns us against precise predictions about the exact time of Jesus' return, but his return is certain. And we may well be living in the last days before he's coming back again. The Bible says, the night is nearly over, the day is almost here, Romans 13, 12. Shortly before returning to heaven, Jesus told his disciples that someday he would come back to establish his kingdom. But before that could take place, he said that certain things had to happen. And we see many of these things today. For example, he said that before his return, the gospel must be preached throughout the world, Mark 13 and 10. Never before has it been this possible, but now it is through radio and the internet and other means of modern communication. Our world is no stranger to evil. Satan has always been working to stop God's plan. But God's enemies now have access to modern weapons of mass destruction, and no one can predict what the outcome will be. Jesus said, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Nations will rise up against nations, Matthew 24, 6 and 7. The question is, how will the world end? Does the Bible say anything about this? I want to assure you that the world's future is firmly in the hands of God and the world as we know it will only pass away when God intervenes to bring it to an end. Does that mean we'll never experience wars, plagues, or natural disasters that look like uh, they might bring life to an end? just as they, they have in the past? It's certainly possible. God hasn't promised to deliver us from all such tragedies, but they aren't the end. And even in the midst of these, we can trust God's promise to be with us. Jesus said such things must happen, but the end is still to come.
what will the end look like? Or what will it be like? For one thing, it will be sudden and unexpected. And most people will be unprepared. Just as in the day of Noah's flood, the catastrophic will suddenly overtake the earth. And then it will be too late to turn to God. The Bible also hints to the total at fiery destruction. The heavens will disappear with a roar and the elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. 2 Peter 3 and 10. The good news is we need not be afraid that the day if Christ know and if we know Christ, since everything will be destroyed, live holy. And God lives as you look forward to the day of God. 2 Peter 3, 11, 12. Question is, why do some people get all wrapped up in trying to predict the end of the world? We've always experienced wars and natural disasters, and we always will. Well, to answer that, my friend, you, you, you're right. Up to this point, throughout history, some people have claimed to know exactly when the world was going to come to an end. And they were clearly wrong. Jesus said about the day and or hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father in Matthew 24. 36. But there is one prophecy about the future that I urge you not to ignore or dismiss as nonsense. And that is the one spoken by Jesus. Jesus warned that someday this world as we know it will come to an end. Not because of war or natural disaster, but because God will intervene and bring it to an end. The future is in the hands of God, and he alone will bring an end to the world. God bless you, my friends, and stay in carriage. And until then, may God's riches and best be yours. Hello and greetings everyone. In the name of Jesus Christ, this is your host, Pastor Moore, and welcome once again to the Force of Faith podcast. Remembering this, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Confusion abounds in the world we inhabit. It also shows up in the words we inhabit. The people of God since the genesis of creation have experienced the human anguish of confusion. Paul wrote, God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. In 1 Corinthians 14 and 33. Yet so often we find ourselves feeling our way through the dark, not knowing where to step next. COVID fears, political polarization, racial tension, financial instability, and war 
have exacerbated the uncertainty. The world as we know it is gone. A death of sort has occurred. The death of expectations, familiarity, and predictable, inevitable leads to confusion. If God is God, then why is the is all this happening? This is not a new human inquiry. The first disciples were Jewish. As such, they expected Jesus, the Messiah, to, res- to restore political power to the Jews who were being oppressed by Rome. When Jesus came into Jerusalem on what we call Palm Sunday, if you look in Mark 11, 1 through 11, their hopes for a political revolution were heightened. The people spreaded branches, a sign of military victory. They referred to the coming kingdom of the father David King David represented the best days for the Jews. When David reigned, the Jews were on top of the political world. They associated Jesus with David, expecting the former to be a warrior-like Messiah who would lead a revolt against Rome. That was Palm Sunday. On Good Friday, a few days later, they experienced the death of their Masonic expectation. Jesus was arrested, tried, and crucified. In their confusion, even the most committed disciples abandoned their hope in Jesus. They were confused about the way things were going down. But what they didn't realize was that on the heels of the Good Friday death of their expectations comes Easter Sunday. Resurrection of hope. When God exceeded their expectations, first century Jewish Christians expected political liberation from Rome. They were confused when they didn't see that happen. When God failed to do what they hoped he would do. But God did more than they could ever imagine. God liberated them from the power of sin, death, and lifeless living. So many people abandoned Jesus between the Good Friday death of their expectations and the Easter Sunday exceeding the expectation. In their impatient confusion about the will and way of God, they bailed on Jesus and missed out on the resurrection joy. Hallelujah. Now we're building bridges. Our contemporary context is smack dab between crucifixion and resurrection. And let's face it, So many seem to be bailing not just on the church, but on God. Why won't God put 
an end to COVID crisis? Why does injustice continue even after being exposed? Why is civil discourse so evasive in our society that boasts of progress? Why is my marriage not what I hoped it would be? Why can't I find a good job? Why does my addiction keep getting the best of me? Why won't God do what I want him to do? And I expect him to do when I expect him to do it. These are preaching bridges to build between the world we inhabit and the word we proclaim. When it comes to human confusion, here are some building materials to construct the bridge. Be honest about the good news and the bad news. It's important for preachers to be honest about the bad news people know before we proclaim the good news for which they hope. Sometimes preachers are tempted to skip the bad news and go right to the good news. That's a big mistake in post-Christian and biblically illustrate context in which we find ourselves. If the preachers doesn't name the bad news with brutal honesty, the preacher comes across as if life in a la-la land, very distant from what we were listening or suffering. Be hopeful about the good news. If we are brutally honest about the bad news of confusion resulting from God not meeting our Palm Sunday expectations, we gain credibility to proclaim the good news that God so often exceeds our expectations on Easter Sunday. The good news is that God is not bound to do what we want him to do or think what we want him to think. He does what is best for us. The Jews wanted vindication, but God was bent on something better, their formation. Thank God he doesn't meet our expectations. That's the good news. Amen. Praise God for all that he's doing in this world today. My friends, we may not be aware of the outcome sometimes, but we do know this, that even in the midst of all the troubles that surround us, God is still in control. Amen. Let your hope rest in the one who can do all things exceedingly abundantly beyond that we can imagine or think. Praise God. Now my time is short. And until next time, may God's richest and best be yours.